What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Bird. Lennon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. You know, I got some things to discuss today. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm well-versed for today's episode. Very well-versed. Not saying that I'm not well-versed for others, but, like, for the Avatar reviews, there's some things I saw that, like, hmm, are we sure... So I'm going to be asking, are we sure about these episodes? Like, I'm a little more critical on these than last week's because these, it's like, all right, we're diving in deeper and we'll get to that. But the, the one thing that bummed me out was, you know, we had the episode sh- come out a little bit late last week. And when it did come out, we had more about some of the stories that we talked about in that episode. So I can't wait to to add on to that conversation today. That's true as well. And then, oh my gosh, DC fans, if if y'all are on one side of the ballpark, I'm just going to be honest, y'all aren't going to be happy with me. But if this is the one time I got to criticize DC, then that's fine. If you DC fans want to be mad at me, y'all know I, I, we come to d- defend y'all every, all, every trip of the board. That's why you guys came to us in the first place, probably, because we were the DC-friendly pod. And we still are. But I got to call a spade a spade. I'm very upset with them. But I am happy with Warner Brothers with that tenant trailer. Oh, we got a lot to get into, though. But I'm ready whenever you are, man. Big summer coming up for Warner Brothers. But yeah, I'm ready to get into it today. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the first bit of news is kind of that addition that I was mentioning where Timothy, all the fans we uh, announced last week was going to be a part of The Mandalorian. And now we found out that his character is going to be Cobb Vanth. And Cobb Vanth, not a lot of people know, I read about his character in the Chuck Wendig Aftermath novel series. Um, Vanth is a self-appointed sheriff of Tatooine, um, or a Tatooine-based town called Freetown. He wears a mysterious set of Mandalorian armor armor that was acquired by Jawas, who scavenged the wreckage of Jawas' sail barge. and Boba Fett, it's possible that that might be Boba Fett's armor. So what we could have thought might be Boba Fett, this could be this Cobb Vanth character, or we could have a scenario where Tamara Morrison's Boba Fett has to meet up with this person who is wearing his armor. So that'd be kind of interesting either way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I guess that tells us that Tamara Morrison's probably going to be a uh, Rex. Well, it's possible Boba could still be there, but at least we know this is what Timothy Oliphant's doing. Timothy Oliphant, man, always playing a sheriff. (laughs) Always playing a sheriff. (laughs) Always playing a sheriff in this. He goes from real Western to space Western, but I'm down for this. This is dope. Let's see Cobb Vanth versus, versus, uh, what's our guy? Yeah, Ginger Darn. Yeah. Well, I think what is good about this and i think you know of course feloni's been doing this well for the star wars universe is they're they're adding things that were added in novels to canon and i mean we first saw that mainly with snap wexley snap wexley was also a big part of that aftermath trilogy of novels um but it's cool to see that a character that was based in the novelization of the time period that we're talking about is going to make an appearance and there's also news that Ahsoka is definitely set to appear in the Obi-Wan series, which is only expected if she's going to be part they're of just, this. They're just bringing her around town. Yeah, giving Rose, her... they're giving Rosario Dawson a chance <laughs> to, to act as this character. 
Well, hey, man, I'm not mad. Let her test the waters fully before we give her a show. I'm cool with it. Yeah, this is all good news for Star Wars. I'm liking everything. Like, I'm all down with Filoni and Favreau with what they got. So I'm excited to see what's up. Well, the one thing about Filoni that I will say is that, and I finished book one of Avatar this weekend. You, you know, I've just been Jeez, watching it. I'm fast. I mean, I've almost finished book two, honestly. I mean, they're just so quick. But you'll find that in book one, all of your favorite episodes were directed by Filoni. And we'll go through as we go. But a lot of the your favorites are going to be Filoni episodes. Ooh, okay, okay. Shout out, Dave. We'll see what's up. I can't wait for you to tell me which ones are Filoni's when we get to them. But uh, next up, oh, man. So the Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max in 2021. So after years of campaigning, the DC fans will be able to eat finally and get Justice League, the Snyder Cut, or or will they be able to eat? That's what me and Schubert are going to be here to discuss. First off, brother, this movie's coming in 2021. Justice League was released in like 2018 or 2019. This is like two to three years old. In 2021, I should not be caring about the fucking Justice League Snyder Cut movie. I should be caring about Matt Reeves, the Batman, with Robert Pattinson. To me, DC fans, we should be over this. This is a slap in the face to us, uh, to Matt Reeves. This is a slap in the face to Robert Pattinson. And this is kind of a slap in the face to James Gunn. Because David Ayer's over there saying, oh, let's release the air cut. Nobody wants the fucking air cut. What are we talking about? fucking ridiculous I, i'm not okay with this snyder cut. and look you know it just as well as if you've been listening to the show for as long as we've been but if you're new i was a fan of bvs i like the theatrical edition but like we're not moving forward with this universe so i don't understand what the purpose is i get it's a money grab like oh yeah we're trying to get these fans to come pay for hbo max but brother we're compromising the sanctity of what we're trying to do moving forward. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's pretty ridiculous. Like, this really is unnecessary. Um, and it's kind of sad for HBO Max to feel like one of their big pushes to get subscribers is to release a cut that <laughs> I, w- I didn't even realize had full um, animation. It, it doesn't. They're paying but, extra money well, for some That's what I'm saying. They must have they must be doing it. Like, no, they I mean, they like, put a budget. I got the I got the stuff for you. They're putting a budget in sound, CGI, animation, but they're not allowed. Why? Not, I mean it's, not, it's a waste of time. Snyder like, asked for them to for them to get the cast back to do reshoots, and that's when HBO Max put their foot down. Like, bro, these people aren't even in the movies going forward. What are we talking about? Like reshoots? Reshoots? Yeah. <laughs> reshoots for a Two-year-old dead movie. What the, the fuck? That flopped. Yo, I don't give a fuck that we're going to see Dark Side. I don't give a fuck that we're going to see Harry Lennox as Martian Manhunter. I don't give a fuck that we're going to see Ryan Choi as the Adam. Like, all of that shit is cool as shit, but it doesn't fucking matter. It does not fucking matter. We have James Gunn's Suicide Squad to look forward to. We have Matt Reeves' The Batman. This is the new direction. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
you if I'm mad reads, about, I'm kind of salty. Do you want to talk about some of the things that are coming to HBO Max now, or do you want to wait? Oh, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I got you, I got you. Yeah, so, like, while you're pulling that up... Oh, yeah, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, oh, so, yeah. so June 1st, we got Forever, uh, 4th and Forever Muck City Season 1, Adventures in Babysitting, uh, that's an HBO show, Amelie, An American Werewolf in London, The American, another Cinderella story. Ooh. Beautiful Girls, Black Beauty, Bridget Jones's Baby, The Bucket List, Cabaret, Champs, Chicago, A Cinderella Story, A Cinderella Story, Once Upon a Song, Clash of the Titans, Cradle to the Grave, the DMX classic, Crash, D- uh, Doubt, Dreaming of Joseph Lees, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Dune, the OG version to get you ready for a Warner Brothers premiere that's dropping later this year, Elf, Enter the Dragon, Far and Away, Final Destination, One, Two, Three, and The Final Destination, Firewall, Flipped, Forces of Nature, Frantic, From Dust Till Dawn, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Good Son, Goonies, Hannah, Havana, He Got Game, Heaven Can Wait, Heidi, Hello Again, The Hobbit, both movies, Hunger. Uh, well, there's three Hobbits. So uh, the two first Hobbits. two, yeah, the first two. Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smog, In Flint, The Iron Giant, It Takes Two, Juice, The Last Mimsy, License to Wed, Life, Life Worth, Lights Out, like Water for Chocolate, Looney Tunes Back in Action, The Losers, Love Jones, Lucy, Magic Mike, Macabre, and Miss Miller, Mr. Miss Pettigrew Saves a Life for a Day, uh, some other shit, Mystic River, The Never End Story, um, uh, The Parallax View, Patch Adams, Ray, Richie Rich, Rugrats Go Wild, Sherlock that's, Holmes, that's the worst one. A, a Game of Shadows, Space Cowboys, The Stepfather, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3, The 90s, Tim Burton, Corpse Bride, Titanic, TMNT 2007, U.S. Marshals, Uncle Buck, Veronica Mars, We Are Marshall, When Harry Met Sally, Wild Wild West, shout out to Schubert, uh, X-Men First Class, You Got Mail, Inside Carbonaro Season 1, oh, so we're going to get the Carbonaro effect because of True TV, cool. Uh, HBO first look at the King of Staten Island. We're here, season finale. Betty, season finale. Ad Astra. Friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> South Infinity. Park. Well, no, so I'm about to get to South Park. South Park doesn't come till a little bit later. Uh, the Good Liar. I know this much is true. Insecure season four finale, June 14th, June 16th. Um, none of this is cool. First man, whatever. Uh, none of this is cool. Oh, we get the Looney Tunes show, the second batch. So season two. That's cool. Popeye, the second batch. Oh, they're making a Popeye okay. show? What? Crazy. I'm into that. What up? That's what's up. Science versus, Science versus Terrorism, season one. The Secret Lives of Big Cat, season one. The Secret Life of Lakes, season one. Secret Life Underground, season one. Speed, season one. Spies of War, season one. Viking Women, season one. The Woodstock bus. Uh, okay, Ford versus Ferrari coming June 20th. Okay, South Park season one through 23, June 24th. And Doom Patrol season two premiere, June 25th. So those are I all the major. Yeah, it looks like it's coming through. So that's all the major things going to be in HBO Max coming from now till the end of June. So And the Snyder Cut. Covered. Not till June twenty, not till twenty twenty one, brother. We got a whole mm. nother year. That's the thing. So stupid. We're gonna really put so is. much work into this. In like, oh Nothing. my gosh. I, I and so like wait, wait, and so say the date one more time. He says it's gonna come June twenty twenty one. 
we don't know the month. We just know 2021. All right. Well, there's a, a three DC movies coming out in 2021 and better come out before then. It has to. Like, it can't come out around Batman. They'd be fucking stupid. Like, what do we... Oh, my... It has to come out, like, January. But can he get it done from now until then? Like, that's the thing. Like, how much work has to be done to this film? A lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's just oof. Big oof. But on, on the other side of the Warner Brothers front, I am hyped. The Tenet trailer was released. We got more information about the movie. It's going to be about time inversion, not time travel, whatever that means, like replaying shit. Like, I don't know. Shit's going to be crazy. Yeah, the, what I, the vibe I got was something like things have already happened and they're going to be happening in reverse. Yeah, weird. Like, like, like he, can, he can bring it back like crazy. And then John David Washington, we know his character's name is the protagonist nuts like what does chris nolan do like yeah he came out with a synopsis he's like yeah his name is the protagonist i don't know if he's hiding the name or whatever but jdw looks good there's a good line in the trailer where uh i believe that's kenneth brauna was asking him how do you want to die and he's like oh well i want to die old and kenneth brauna's like in the wrong field and he's like i don't know <laughs> the way he was just so nonchalant like jdw man bringing it and I liked how Robert Pattinson was looking in this movie. It was nice. It was, I'm digging it. I'm liking it on all fronts. I thought some of the um, the placement of the information about the film was very interesting. It was like Christopher Nolan, director of the Dark Knight trilogy, show Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like, and then like they, I, I watched Inception today with my girlfriend. First, her first time watching it fully through, and it was just like. All right, I see a little Inception in this. I see a little Dark Knight. Like, I'm glad it's not Dunkirky. Like, we're getting back to that Nolan classic shit, man. And I'm excited for this. Yeah, I think this is going to be important uh, for the whole world being the first main movie coming out um, this summer. Hopefully it keeps its July 17th date, because if it doesn't, everything's getting pushed back. Yeah, this got the potential to be a smash hit. I mean, it could be like a historical film if it's a... If it's a good one. Facts, no. Hopefully it doesn't suck. That's uh, (laughs) Uh, that's the thing. But but, I got to give Warner Brothers those props because in in this year they're putting out Tenet and Dune and Wonder Woman. That's three smashes. Like one's a blockbuster and two could be critical successes. Yeah, that's true. I haven't thought about the critical successes of Tenet slash Dune either. And Dune is like a sci-fi blockbuster too, but like, you know, Denis Villeneuve's going to add that artistic flair to it, so... Both of those things look like critical successes. And don't let Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman out do, like be, you know, she might be a critical success for a superhero movie. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for all those movies. And the trailer just definitely helped bring that home. Finally yeah, got yeah. a good look. The best look. Time to get a Dune trailer next. Yeah. Um, next up, we're talking about Scream 5. David Arquette is going to come back to play um, Sheriff Dewey now. Um, and the interesting thing about the Scream 5 is that it's not going to be a reboot as some people had previously thought is going to be another sequel movie, obviously, that David Arquette being added to it. Okay, okay. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to, like, continue the legacy of Scream. Okay, interesting. A lot, of people, a lot of people say when it comes to the Scream trilogy, and I'm a big Scream fan, is that Scream 4 actually is one of the better Scream movies. So horror is kind of developed and changed throughout. And we, what we saw with the Halloween movie, which 
you can kind of reboot your horror franchise in a way that doesn't necessarily mean you have to reboot the franchise and take away some of the key lore. Yeah. So I think that we'll be seeing new fresh ways for Ghostface to kill people. Interesting. Nice. So, all right, cool. We'll see what's up with Scream. I, I'm a fan of Scream. Next up, we got Tara Reid is playing. Car- well, is I to play Carol Baskin? Carol Baskin <laughs> in the new Nick Cage Tiger King movie. Oh no, is this this is a CBS series? It's not a or movie. the series. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Nick Cage Tiger King series. She's all got right. the crazy eyes, so I think it'll work. Carol Baskin. Killed her husband, axed him, or whatever it is, whacked him, whatever that little song is, bro. That's on TikTok. Oh shit. Good for Tara Reed. But that's all I got on that. Um, and also Halle Berry's gonna be added to the cast of Moonfall, that disaster film with Josh Gad that we talked about last week. Oh, okay, okay. This film's weird, weird cast, man. Weird, weird cast. This might be a train wreck. But all right. Next up, we got Jason Momoa and Pink Peter Dinklage are in negotiations to produce and star in the vampire movie. Good, bad, and undead at Legendary. Dinklage will portray Van Helsing, the last line of vampire hunters. He is in an easy partnership with Momoa's vampire character who's taken a vow to never kill again. Together, they run a scam from town to town where Van Helsing pretends to vanquish the vampire for money, but they wind up on the run after a massive bounty is put on the vampire. So this is going to be a comedy. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Oh, well, let's see if Dinklage and uh, Momoa have the chops to pull off a comedy. That's going to be interesting. I mean, they're two characters that are known to be comedic, but not necessarily in a comedy, you know? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, but all right, good for them. I ain't mad at it. I think it's a kind of an interesting concept and two two guys I'd like to see in a movie together. Mm-hmm. So sounds sounds pretty fun. It doesn't say anything about when it would come out. I guess it would come out next year. Yeah, yeah, it didn't say anything about that. Yeah. Um, th- though audience are going to have to wait for Morbius 2 and or Morbius and Venom 2, there's supposedly a secret Marvel film coming out with Sony. Um, TV director, veteran TV director S.J. Clarkson has been signed on to develop the first female-centric movie on Sony's catalog of Marvel characters. Um, and the movie is supposed to be about Madam Web. Is my... I hope Kevin Feige is going to help with this. Because if not, bro, what the hell is... I? Do you remember Madam Web from the Spider-Man animated series? The 90s no. one? Well, and if you don't remember... Like, I'm looking comics, her up right now because I'm just like... What? I don't she has a this. lot to do with Spider-Man. That's the woman who pulled him in the dimension and she helped bring the other Spider-Man to help. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. Like, okay, cool. I guess. You know how I feel about Sony. I think Sony's probably one of the worst movie studios out. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Hopefully Disney and Kevin Feige will help them. But some more Marvel news. Marvel fans shouldn't expect to see a new Deadpool movie for at least five years, according to Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool. In an interview with io9, Liefeld explained that he's seen the Marvel Cinematic Universe schedule for the next five years and Deadpool's not on the docket until a movie is put on schedule. It's not taken seriously. And what people don't like is that I have excess for the schedule for the next give or take five years. And I don't see Deadpool on it. I don't see that it can arrive earlier than that. I wonder if that means they're going to try to establish uh, the X-Men before they even think about bringing Deadpool in. Well, I assume that you would need to do so because Deadpool already is working with X-Men, you know, with Mm -hmm. Negasonic, Teenage Warhead and Colossus. 
So um, I, I yeah I don't know I think I think it kind of sucks for Deadpool because they were on a roll sort of yeah they're about to get X Force it's like they're losing all their momentum they, yeah they're definitely gonna and I, who knows if Ryan Reynolds is even gonna want to do this by then you might have to find a new plucky young comedic actor who can do some action you know he might be starting his own Detective Pikachu franchise for all we oh know oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man but anyway the next story is about Umbrella Academy alright alright lit lit yeah, yeah. They're um they're gonna make their announcement on Monday morning. Oh, that's my I didn't realize that was my color. Yeah. My my bad. I'm sorry, that's my fault. I was like, why is he reading it? Okay, so yeah, Umbrella Academy will be back on streaming July 31st. Netflix made the announcement. I am hype. Let's go now. If we can only get the Belt Boys season two announcement, and they keep teasing it. They're like, Oh, it's coming, it's gonna be here around the summer, but I need a date. So um, if now that we got Umbrella Academy, hopefully we can get the boys announcement soon. Yeah, I remember seeing the pictures that came out and I'm like, okay, cool. We got pictures, but where is this? Uh, Where's the show? We even got like a little trailer for the boys too. We haven't seen shit for Umbrella Academy. No, I'm saying with Umbrella Academy, I've seen pictures of them and like, I've seen like oh, a you're few. Talking about like, yeah, like, like, okay, I know what you're talking about, like set, set leaks and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like the boys, we got a trailer from. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, yeah, I need a trailer for Umbrella Academy. Come on, Netflix, give us, give us, give us the goods. So we'll find out what these big announcements are. But uh, one announcement that we're definitely laughing our ass off <laughs> is um, Ruby Rose leaves Batgirl. Okay, wait. Sorry. Before we leave, before we laugh, I did. She, okay, did she? Okay, I need to look this up. I should have looked this up before. But I saw on the internet that someone said she had an accident. Uh, an accident doing stunts and she like hurt herself really bad. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, uh, like she variety, had major variety reports that um she was unhappy with the long hours required by a season lead, which ended up with friction on the set. Mm. And she did, she broke her neck, kind of, or like she did some. Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. To her back, and she like yeah, so. I guess she just wasn't she just wasn't feeling the whole superhero show, man. But I mean, some of the things I've heard from like people who actually watch the show is she can't really act. <laughs> so it hasn't been that good. <laughs> Someone on Twitter was like, bro, this is how you know bots are real. Everybody who's talking about, oh no, Ruby Rose has like <laughs> has, has like 15 followers in. Twitter. It has like the little egg emojis and all that shit. Oh, brother. So, hey, look, Ruby, hope you heal up. Hope you, your career goes well, but like, bad woman. Not looking. I don't know. I can, People are saying they want recast. They were like, yo, bring in uh, the, the Beatrice lady from uh, Brooklyn. Oh, uh, from Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. yeah. She said she would do it. I mean, hey, if it I don't know. I'm not interested regardless. Um, yeah, me neither. Cause it, I, I mainly because mainly because it's a CW show. Not really yeah. because of anything other than that. Uh, I've, I've been hesitant on watching Stargirl because of its association with CW. Because it was originally supposed to be, just, you know, DC Universe. DC Universe just caved in on itself. It's, it's mostly HBO Max shows 
And then like, it's just Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol now. It's literally and Titans. Just, yeah, and oh, Young Justice. DC Universe is literally just funneling money from HBO Max and CW to produce their shows, and then they just hub them. And Warner Brothers get some extra side money on the side. Like Warner Brothers is just double dipping. That's all that's going on right now. The, getting people like us, making us pay for HBO Max and DC Universe. But one of them's gonna get canceled. But watch what they're gonna do. They're going to make it to where you can't watch Harley Quinn or Young Justice or Titans anywhere but DC Universe. <laughs> That'd be smart. That would be, hey, that's what they should do, but we shall should. see. But that that's all we got this week. Shubert, let's get to uh, the movie on the rise. Got a lot of nice Netflix stuff dropping this week. Yeah, for me, it's the Netflix movie Lovebirds that we've talked about many times on the pod with Camille and Johnny. Um, and also Central Park. The, you didn't even say Issa Rae? Damn, that's fucked up. Because I can't, I can barely remember her name. I was trying to say the other day to somebody, I was like, oh man, Ray. Like, I haven't seen her in enough stuff for me to have like the, the name recognition for that. Shout out to Issa Rae, man. Young, young DeWitts knows who you are. Um, and anyway, my other movie on the rise is the tv series and uh, apple tv central park from the Ooh. creators of bob's burgers nice i need to get on apple tv man because i still want to watch the uh, rob McElhaney show yeah they just came out with a new episode like a special episode i think central park's gonna be the show that gets me to get it i think i'll be watching apple tv by the end of the week there's supposedly a lot of really good shows on there. I just haven't got a chance to watch them all but i really I like s- apple tv i heard see what jason momoa is good too yeah, I mean, I've I've enjoyed uh, having the service. So. Real, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, so also, we got coming out this week. I got Uncut Gems. By the time you guys hear this on Monday, Uncut Gems will be out. Uh, a Jeffrey Epstein filthy rich documentary. So I don't. I think it's gonna go into like the Jeffrey Epstein story. That's gonna be out on Wednesday. And if anybody's a conspiracy conspiracy theorist, like wants to know what how, what's all up, why did Jeffrey Epstein die, all that shit. I hope it's in there. I'll be watching. Space Force will be out on Friday with Steve Carell. That's the new uh, office-like uh, space comedy. And then for the anime fans, the best anime of 2020. Better than My Hero Academia. Better than Tower of God. Better than everything that's come out. And everything that's probably going to come out. Unless Jujutsu Kaisen just slaps me across the face. Doro he Doro will be out on Thursday, and it is going to be phenomenal. Doro he Dororo. It's Doro he Doro, bro. Doro he Doro. Doro he Doro. It's going to be fucking amazing. Stars a lizard, a half lizard, half man named Kaimon, and his, and his friend. I almost spoiled something by saying which. And his friend, Nakaido, in their adventures, in their world, in... Some magic shit happens, and it goes down. The animation's crazy. I'm not a big fan of 3D animation, but this one actually accomplishes really well. The story's flawless. The mystery is great. The gore and fighting is nuts. They have someone that uses a hammer, and that straight up takes the backside of the hammer, the spiky side just hits into the side of some dude's head and pulls out his eyeball. Shit is crazy. Like, oh, that show is so fucking good. Doro Hidoro, best anime of 2020. Definitely got to check it out on Netflix when it drops. But let me tell you this now. Watch the sub first because you'll get the Japanese voices I listen to for the sub added some flares of comedy, which, which elevated the show. 
I've seen the trailer for the English dub and the voices are deeper than expect. They went really like adults, like, and, and normally with me with dubs, I want them to be adult oriented, but I think they missed the comedic flair that the sub actors got. I could be wrong. I'll let you guys know the following week and on anime talk if I like the dub, but the sub, be sure to check. I, I can only speak for the sub. I know the sub's amazing. So, Doro Hidero, Thursday, Space Force Friday, Jepstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich documentary Wednesday, and Uncut Gems Monday. Netflix is coming to run the docket this week. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming at it. I mean, that, you know, bringing Avatar on was huge Big. for them. Uh, apparently, their series Sweet Magnolias, you know, was up number one this week. So, I mean, people are enjoying that. Uh, I heard the David Spade movie was good. And then Space Force with fucking uh, which McClellan is gonna knock people's socks off with Steve so, Carell. Hopefully, the streaming wars definitely ramped up during the quarantine time. And Netflix is kicking everybody's ass on the low. And we thought they were out of here. They said, "Hold up, wait a minute." I'll say I think Hulu definitely did raise up their stock, and now it seems like they're gonna have a little bit of a a deal with HBO Max because apparently everyone who has HBO Hulu is also gonna get access to HBO Max. That's what I've heard. Ooh, we'll find that out. It's gonna be Hulu double double dipping with Disney Plus and HBO Max. I wonder if that's gonna be true because it's free. HBO is free right now on Hulu, and I've been enjoying it. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. I'm watching it while I, and I pay, like I have HBO on Amazon, so there's no reason for me to be like, ooh, I'm savoring it. But I am because all my shit is on Hulu. I can just stay on Hulu and don't have to transfer different apps and shit. So yeah, I've, I found that I haven't had to move it to my Amazon as much because I can do my, a lot of it on Hulu exactly. or Apple TV. So, um, but uh, anyway, let's talk about Capone first because that <laughs> that movie was just a whole a whole mess. Like I said, I said on Twitter this week because uh, there was a news story about how Capone had got made a, you know a good amount of money since its release and. All I got to say about that is if you're debating on whether or not you want to pay money to rent or watch Capone, just don't do it. (laughs) Damn. No, I agree. Don't rent this shit stinker. Don't don't do it. Me and Schubert did it so you guys don't have to. And that's no disrespect to Josh Trank because I think there's a good movie somewhere in there. It's just a lot. And let me say this. He gave it his all. And him and Tom Hardy went for it. It was bombastic. It was crazy, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense. The problem was is that it wasn't as advertised to, for people. Like, the way you were can, talking about this was you're like, Tom Hardy, Capone movie. M- movies called Capone. Not really going to tell you too much more than that. And in the trailer, you're going to show a lot of the scenes that ended up being um, the not real. That too. Yeah, like so, his like, vision the stuff shit, with like- him shooting, yeah. <laughs> this movie is basically a man experiencing dementia and going insane and just slowly, slowly going insane. His wife's the best part. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I, that you've seen. Linda Cardellini. Pop culture, pop culture wise is Linda Cardellini has really kind of made like a, um, uh, a comeback. I would say I've seen a lot of people talking about her on Twitter and being like, man, yeah, we've been undervaluing, uh, Linda Cardin, Cardin, whatever. Yeah, Linda Cardellini, man. She did her thing. She was great. Uh, the guy from um from uh fuck, that's uh Cameron Monaghan's boyfriend and um fuck, 
That's K- oh, what's, oh what's, yeah, I uh, know you're talking about the guy who was from Max Keeble's Big Move and Shameless. And yeah, from Shameless, Cameron Monaghan's boyfriend, Shameless, or his her husband, or his husband. Yeah, no, that's a that he was pretty good in this. Matt Dillon was all right, whatever. But like I said, it was all the Linda Cardellini show and Tom Hardy just doing his Bane voice to yeah. the maximum. It was it was Bane times ten. And and some of like. <laughs> The movements and stuff he made, I was just like, oh my God, dude, this guy's just, he's just, I feel like he was doing too much at times. And then when they gave that dude a carrot, I was like, this is over. Like, they just gave this man a carrot. And he's just being, and even in the scenes where he was being a badass, this dude's like chewing on a carrot. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, they've made this guy look like a total fool. But I mean, like, that's, this was a tr- truth, sort of. I mean, I don't know how much of it was truth, but I mean, this actually was the reality of the situation so he did go crazy and he did about that he went crazy and he hit like 10 million dollars so and think that that character that he was portraying was actually in his 40s that's the thing that's that's what blew my mind when you said i forgot about that like i thought he was older nah dude yeah alcatraz fucked him up damn well that's all i actually know actually no actually it was the syphilis my bad yeah no yeah he and they didn't catch it in time Yep, yep. All right, well, let's get to Avatar, man, because, like, I have no more on this. I have no more on right. my own. I have more well, stuff on Avatar than this. So, Avatar, the first episode that we're talking about in the in this cluster of four to eight is one of my favorite episodes from when this show originally came out. Like, I remember when the show was released on TV, I watched this rerun over and over again. It was the episode where they go to Omashu and Yeah, the King, King Omashu. Yep. And Boomy puts him through these three tests uh, to see if he remembers his friend and Aang had to think out of the box, think like a mad scientist. But this is the first time these next, the four, the cluster of four that we have is the start. And this is the start of it. And Boomy tells him, I think they had to let Aang see Boomy to get out that last little bit of kid in him because Boomy tells him like, after this, you're going to have to master all four things. The world's different. Aang is starting to have to put up behind childlike behaviors. He's starting to have to put away why he went away. He's he's starting to have to really be the it's, avatar because shit's fucked up. Yeah, it's also a physical representation for him that the life that he knew is this it's over. Yeah, and like it's also, old. And- uh, are we sure Boomy should be alive? Like Aang was Aang's a hundred and something years old. How is Boomy still alive? Boomy looked a little older than Aang, too, in the flashback. Are we sure? How old is Iroh? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, I think Boomy was probably like 100. That's some kind of crazy... I don't know, but I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> this wasn't, a, this wasn't a Filoni episode. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got to say. That fucked me up when I watched it. I was like, damn, Boomy's kicking well for 112 years old. Shit. I think event. I think eventually down the line, that's why they don't like keep him around. Yeah. Well, no. They he has another appearance uh, later in the show. Yeah. 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 And there's Book two. There's, there's things that I'm. I got some foreshadowing uh, plot points that I want to point out in a little bit. But oh, and this is also the first episode we meet the cabbage guy. Oh, does he come back? What the cabbages guy? My cabbages. Yeah. Oh, dude, this uh, he gets trampled on four times in this episode. Oh, I thought you were talking about it. Does he come back? I mean, like, does he come This back? is the first time he he appears in the whole series. Oh, does he come back, though? Yeah, man. 
Oh, real, real. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Well, the next episode we got is in prison. This is where Aang and the others find an Earth Kingdom mining town under the thumb of the Fire Nation, and Katara feels guilty, and her actions lead to arrest. Um, I thought it was funny. This is something that I want to... So we're talking about in prison now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to peg That's this for later. This is, this is some foreshadowing when the uh, fire guy, the warden of the prison was like, ah, you're around metal. There's no earth in sight. Y'all can't do anything. And I was just like, ah, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming soon enough. But then I was like, when Katara was giving her speech, I was like, are we sure that people wouldn't be in the back like, yo, you up front, shut up. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> We're not trying to die. <laughs> yeah, I thought that shit was cheesy. Like that was the one thing I'm like, Dave, dude, don't you're you're learning from the George Lucas school of of dialogue here, bro. Like this is cheesy. <laughs> Sit your ass down, water girl. <laughs> Are we sure? <laughs> I, I got a lot of these. So, but yeah, Katara gives that speech. I'm just like, I don't buy it. And then another thing, she's like, Oh yeah, let's just get all the coal out of the ship in the in the these these sh- which looks should be twenty plus Fire Lord troops are going to lose to these old-ass earthbender men who've been imprisoned and shackled with a little bit of coal. Are we sure that the coal that comes out was a lot of coal? It looked like a little bit of coal. And I don't know if that coal stopping all the fire people, especially what happens if the firebenders shoot their fire at that coal? Doesn't that coal melt? Are we sure? (laughs) This episode has some problems, brother. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I also thought the whole deal with the whole plan was stupid. It was like, yeah, let's, let's get arrested and go. And then, like, she could easily this, get out, and I'm just like. This random guy, like, I forgot how, and, and I don't want this to sound a certain way, but how unprepared Katara was for the level of her bossiness in, in book one. Like, she comes through later in the show. Don't get it twisted. She gets, she she, like, boots up and everything. But in book one, her bossy level and her ability to do stuff are not on the same page. And, they, and her ability to do stuff has to get up to her bossy level because she clowning. Yeah, I mean, we're in this cluster. We also see eventually that Katara becomes his water teacher. And we see that Aang is like get catching on way faster than she Katara. She jelly. And, yeah, she gets jealous. But I mean, like, that just goes to prove on to your point that, you know, the attitude Wait, no, that's that not guitar... the that's the one that's the one right after our cluster well anyway <laughs> but i get what you're saying yeah no that's all, it it just it, shows like it, she... it goes to show that like the what the attitude that she's throwing out right now is like not the same as your ability to like whip some ass also got to point out we said this last episode i'm going to keep pointing out the uh the water tribe brother and sister getting getting them some and old Naru or Haru or whatever his ass was that earthbender wanted him some of Katara's cheeks. <laughs> this was before Aang gets jealous. This is still childish Aang. Aang's gonna catch on soon enough because these water tribe kids be getting some. <laughs> they, yeah, they they be making out, flirting with everybody. <laughs> everybody, man. Everybody. They're, they're having a good time. But uh okay, so the next two episodes are like Winter Solstice Part One and Winter Solstice Part Two. I get why Schubert thought that the uh waterbending scroll episode with the pirates were because I actually did watch that one was in this cluster, but because Winter Solstice is a part one and part two. Because it feels part, like the same episode. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The first part is just uh 
they go to this town and this spiritual being is destroying the town and like everybody's like oh the avatar is back he can save us but then we're starting to see more of this life it's real ang doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he is a child and you got to get your shit together you got to start learning what to do and Sokka realized that but Katara doesn't and Katara's like oh yeah Aang will be able to save us. And Sokka's like, are we sure? Like, Sokka asked, are we sure? And I was like, yes, thank you. Because, like, are we sure Aang can do this? And then, like, so basically part one, he uh, travels to the spirit world for the first time. He meets Roku's dragon. Roku's dragon kind of gives him a hint on how to take care of this problem. But he has to, by the end of the solstice, go to the fire temple of Roku to meet him because they have something to discuss. And that's pretty much the next episode. They go to the fire temple he meets Roku. Zuko is there as well. But also in the show, we see the t- the torn of Zuko. It kind of starts in uh, the Fire Solstice Part 1. And we figure out why. What's up with Zuko? Because we just thought he was traveling. We didn't realize he was banished yet. We find out he No, banished. I mean, we knew he was banished from the beginning. But, like, not this, the whole oh, yeah, reasoning and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then so, but we see him choose his uncle because his uncle gets captured. We find out his uncle's this badass who is attacking Ba Sing Se. And then his uncle mentions the White Lotus for the first time. He's like, this is very important, Zuko. And Zuko's like, bro, fuck that shit. But it's going to come soon enough, foreshadowing. And then so Zuko chooses to save his uncle, but then he ends up meeting the uh, Avatar on the Fire Island. Commander Zhao, who I forgot was like the main antagonist of book one. Like, just like, because Zuko's there, but... He's the main guy that's chasing him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to catch up. So he talks to Roku. Roku's like, bro, you got to learn all this bending before the end of next summer. Because Sozin Commons come in. Fire Lord Oizai is going to whoop your ass if you don't. And the Avatar's like, no, how am I going to do this? He's like, you're going to figure it out, bro. Just do your thing. But he's like, first, I'll help you get out of here. <laughs> Roku just helps him get out. And then, so, yeah, so then Aang and them are just like, oh, guess we got to get to the water tribe, learn water bending. We got to get this done quick. And that's pretty much how... That is. I don't have any. Are are we sure for the Roku episodes? Because they're pretty self-explanatory. I don't have any. Are we sure? Is everything made sense in those? Um, I mean, I thought that it was a little bit unrealistic that they would get through that blockade. Oh, so, so easily, <laughs> or like, you know, I thought, why, why did would you Appa just fly higher than the thing? But maybe, or couldn't. like, my whole deal is like, why set up a blockade if like you're just for something that's gonna fly over you? I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't are get all sure? that. <laughs> You know, but you know, we're talking about uh, a children's cartoon. That general, <laughs> yeah. But which I mean, the thing about that general, though, and actually, the one thing about the movie that yeah, you watch the trash that, ass movie. Yeah, I watched. I watched just because I wanted to see like what episodes that they used, but they end up using some information from book two, which I thought was interesting in in that movie where they talk about. And this is kind of foreshadowing, but I mean, like we're not people aren't watching this for the first time. They listen to our commentary on shows that we've all watched like multiple times. True. Um, but they mention about the episode in book two where they go to the library and in the movie they talk about where um, this General Zhao or whatever, he went to the library and got all the information and burned all the information of the Fire Nation, which it actually did happen in the series. So that's the one thing about him is like, he does do a lot of stupid shit, but... He did do that, which was pretty pretty smart. Oh, and okay. so he is kind of a formidable foe. Does uh, he but get his he ass does. whoop at the end of book one? But, but that has to do with not Aang's story, but Zuko's story. 
Ah, true, 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 true. With the demon or the question mark, question mark, question mark. Who's that guy? But we'll get to all that a little bit later. But yeah, no, we're setting the foundation. I think these episodes, the big thing with this, with this cluster of four is showing, setting the stage to, uh, to let the audience know it's real. Like, there's an uphill battle. There's an uphill mountain that Aang has to climb. We're realizing that how devastated the Earth was for these hundred years that he wasn't here. He needs to bring balance because the scales are out of whack. And if you know Zuko's story, it, you kind of see the foreshadowing of how... Uh, if, and if you know Roku's story about how him and Sozin were friends and how they, how they have to come together, and then how Zuko and Aang have to change that past between Sozin and Roku because... They sh- they're walking similar paths right now, Zuko and Aang. They're, they're learning their destinies, and Aang is realizing how se- severe it is, but Zuko doesn't realize how severe his father's anger and hatred is quite yet. He- he's not going to learn that for a while. But Aang is learning how severe the world is, is hurting. He's- first, he sees people in episode uh, four, not, not the Boomy episode, in episode with the earthbending warriors of Haru. Then he sees nature with the next episode with the spirit world. And then he sees how crazy the fire kingdom is with the solstice, uh, with the Roku sages who are supposed to be for the Avatar, but they left because they had no choice. So where he's seeing it yeah. on a spiritual level, a nature level, and a physical level. We're seeing how messed up this world is because Aang isn't there and the weight of it is getting on him and he has to let go of those childish ways. Um, the one thing I don't think we mentioned before is that this all this is coming out on Netflix 15 years after it first premiered in May of 2005. True. Such a good show. Still stands up. Yeah, I think a lot of people are rediscovering it now for real. There's some dialogue then, issues, like you said, with the Qatar scene and things like that. But, like, I get it. It's for kids. But it's but also like, a children's show. Yeah, yeah, it still stands up, though. To this day, like, I still get enjoyment out of it. And I see it's a children's show that's layered with a lot of philosophical stuff. I like how they take – they don't take a lot of inspirations from Japan. They take more inspirations from China and, and more stuff of mid, uh, of other parts of Asia, China and Mongolia and – India, you see more influences from there than Japan. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, all of its origins, it kind of is a different sort of, as we've said before, anime series where it is more of like its own thing. It's more of just like a cartoon that has anime elements. Facts. Um, Facts. And and you'll find in the next cluster too that we're going to get just a lot more backstory. We get some filler, but you also get some... In the end, a really good backstory for um, the character that, you know, Zuko, that I feel get has the whole best story of the whole show. Show. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm with you. I'm watching in book two right now. I'm more focused on what's going, going on with Zuko, and I think that his arc in book two is crazy good. Oh, I can't wait to get there. Also, we meet in this next cluster, one of my favorite characters, Jet. <laughs> The Robin Hood of, of of Avatar. Fucking Jet. His Merry Men. So we'll we'll get to we'll get to that. But that's all we got really this week, Shuby. All right. Yeah. Did, have we talked about that? Uh, May Whitman is the voice of Katara, the chick Ooh. from Good Girls. Oh wait, which one? The sister, the little sister. Oh, 
the oh shit oh i did not know that yeah i thought crazy i thought that was weird i did not know that i didn't know that cool that's what's up shout out to the girl from good girls i like her yeah but anyway that's all we got for today's show go ahead and let everyone know what's going on with the bros who think network a new episode of Anime Talk will be out on Thursday. A new episode of the Bros Who Think podcast will be out on Thursday. You can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. And yeah, other than that, that's all we got. I've been working on some content on the low. Got some, some new stuff coming your way. But that's all I can say on it because the producer of the content would be upset if I said anymore. Mm. Well, hell yeah, man. I can't wait for all that stuff and to, to get back on and talk some more sports. It was fun talking with Charles this week. Yeah, that was a good episode last week. So make sure you guys check that out. And um, anyway, I hope everyone stays safe and has a good week out there. I know things are opening back up, but make sure that you don't yes. get anyone sick or you, you get yourself home. sick. Yeah, facts. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Um, but anyway, everyone out there... Get on Netflix. There's a lot of good stuff to watch. And as always, keep binging.